going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How the heck are you? Happy Thursday. Today is the 30th of December. Getting closer and closer to the end of the week. Getting closer to wrapping up bull season. And uh, getting closer to like having hockey come back. So it's a big part of the year. Happy New Year's to you and everyone out there. Hopefully it's a nice, safe end to the year. And let's let's face it, let's hope it's a profitable one as well. On today's show, every Thursday, we do a little story time. Gather around the fire. Uncle Tyler is going to tell some stories about sports betting. And today, I'm going to talk about using an independent bookie because it's something that is becoming more and more prevalent, at least from what I understand. Now, look, that doesn't mean there's more illegal bookies, right? Ten years ago, there were so many bookies that you didn't know about. They were illegal. That's pretty much how a lot of us bet. But nowadays, with the legalization of sports betting, what I'm seeing is more and more people coming out of the woodwork offering independent services. And so today, we'll talk about my experience using an independent bookie and what you need to be aware of and look for if you use one as well. Special thanks to Better Edge online, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, like sports better. Uh, betteredge.com allows vig free betting all on a social media platform. So it's so much fun to sign up with them, bet a different way. It's a very different experience. And uh, like I said, vig free betting is, is enough of a reason to sign up anyway. So online, betteredge.com. Even if you're in California and Nebraska, states where betting is not legal yet, you can bet with Better Edge. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. All right, so let's get to it. My experience using an independent bookie. So my experience comes from a couple years ago before gambling was legalized. And any of this idea of any kind of regulation uh, this is before all of that. Now, let's not go too far, far on regulation because obviously there's a lot of regulation that still needs to take place within the industry, but this is before all of that was even thought of, okay? And it was actually an old buddy of mine who had started uh, uh, bookmaking. And so I just kind of heard through the grapevine that he was taking bets and I reached out to him, wondered, uh, you know, his policies, max bets, things like that. And it was funny because this is when I was just getting going too as a professional and, and he didn't really understand how much, um, how much of a professional I was, or even that I really did this for a living, or I, I think how much I really knew about sports betting, because what I found very quickly is that independent bookies will do exactly what large bookies want to do, but can't get away with. And that is nickel and dime at every single corner. Now I'm not saying Every bookie out there who works independent or independently is guaranteed to be trying to screw you left and right. But one thing I noticed very quickly was that let's say the market consensus on the LA Lakers was minus three. Well, this bookie would give you minus three and a half, maybe minus four. And if you asked what the line was for the other team, well, he'd give you the other side and say, if you like the team that was plus three, well, now they're plus two and a half, plus two. So then I eventually started not asking for specific teams, but just lines to games. And you could tell this immediately started to, to frustrate him, to bug him, because he lost that control, that ability to manipulate the lines to always get the best of it. Because let's face it, most people out there, including a lot of you listening, don't really get the inner workings of how sports betting should go from the ground up. That's why a lot of you listen to shows like this. And so... What I found was that when this bookie would create lines or give me rogue lines, 
all of his other clients were okay with that. All of his other clients say, hey, what are the Broncos? Minus four? Give me the Broncos minus four. Because that's who he dealt with largely, was just the average sports better, just like normal sports books. You see, when I sign up and bet with, I don't know, BetMGM or Better Edge or FanDuel, they're not used to having customers like me. They're used to having customers that sign up, lose money, don't know what they're doing, and they're happy with that. So when they come across someone like me, that's why they're very quick to lower limits, or ban people from casinos or sports books. That's just what happens these days. But if you're working with an independent bookie who doesn't have necessarily that that power or the knowledge that he can do something like that, what you'll find is often, you know, these bookies trying to pull one over on you, trying to screw you over a little bit. So there's a couple things, and this is going to be a little more educational, but there's a couple things that if you use an independent bookie, that you're going to want to look for. And things that I got kind of screwed it well, that he tried to screw me over by, but certainly didn't bet into any of those lines. So the first, like I said, know what the current line is, okay? Know if there's, if the LA Lakers are minus three and they're available every single sports book at minus three and they're available one place at minus three and a half, you need to know that because if your bookie says, LA Lakers are minus three and a half. You can say, really? Because in 99 out of 100 sports books I follow, they're three. So should they really be three and a half? Because if you know the price, it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to manipulate and change the price of any given game, total, whatever. So know what the current line is. That's important. Uh, second, know what the value of minus 110 is. And we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. Minus 110 means something. What minus 110 means is is that your break-even percentage for that bet is 52.38%. Let's round to 52.4%. That means if you make a bet at minus 110, you have to win that bet 53.4% of the time just to break even. So if that goes up to minus 115 or minus 120, you don't have to win that exact same bet a higher percentage of the time just to break even. So what this bookie did and what other bookies will likely do over and over is they'll charge minus 115. They'll charge minus 120. They'll want to negotiate with the what the price should be. And we as sports bettors, we know we don't negotiate. There's no reason for us to negotiate. There's way too many sports books out there, way too many companies. Look at Better Edge. We're allowing us to bet VIG free. There's so many companies out there. We don't have to pay minus 115 if there are minus 110s available. Okay, so... Know what the power of minus 110 is and know what minus 110 means. That's very important. Uh, lastly here, this is really, this is another good one because parlays are something that a lot of us like to make. And parlays are a really interesting and unique way for bookmakers to take advantage of us because most people think that making a parlay provides some sort of incentive. It gives you an extra payout back, right? If you make a $10 parlay to win 100 most people think you're getting some sort of bonus or, uh, like I said, incentive for making that bet. When in reality, and we're not going to go too into detail on this on today's show, but in reality, all a parlay does is take your original bet and the winnings from that bet and rolls it over into the next game. So if you have a 10-team parlay, uh, let's say every game was even money, not minus 110, just to keep the math simple. If every game is even money and you make a 10-team parlay for $10, here's how that looks. You bet $10 on the first game. If that game wins, then you win $10, right? So now you have a total of 20 bucks. 
Well, what the parlay does is it takes all 20, the 10 you won, the 10 you bet, and rolls it over into game two. So now in game two, you have 20 to win 20. And if game two wins, well, now you have a total of 40, right? The 20 you won on game two and the 20 you bet. So then it takes all 40 and rolls it over to game three. Now you have 40 to win 40. So that's how a parlay works. The parlay doesn't give you any extra money. And people are shocked usually when they hear that. People think that you get some sort of added payout for parlays. You don't. So if that's the case, why would you make a parlay? Why wouldn't you just do it all single, all in single bets and make one bet and take all your money and roll it over to the next bet and take all your money, roll over to the next bet? Well, you should. That's usually what professionals do if they like the idea of a parlay because you're really jacking up the volume. So my point is, parlays can be confusing. Parlays can be, you know, it's it's kind of tough to grasp exactly what a parlay is with the math. So... What this bookie wanted to do, and what other rogue independent bookies will likely want to do, is negotiate. They'll say, "Uh, two-team parlay, let's make it plus 250, or let's make it plus 240, or whatever it is. And what this bookie didn't understand is that I knew the exact math to a parlay. I told him, dude, parlays aren't negotiable. There, There is a specific math to a parlay, okay? And what's funny is at the time, my bookie didn't even know that. The bookie who was making bets, taking bets, making money on most of his friends or clients had no idea the math of a parlay. So what's the point of that? My point is what I've said time and time again, bookies aren't necessarily the best sports bettors or very sharp. And I would actually say more often than not, bookies are fucking dumb. Bookies are nothing but hijack artists, thieves, they're copycats because they're just copying around. It's easy to be a bookie. My dog could be a bookie. Okay. It's not tough. And you may say, well, Tyler, if it's so easy, why don't you do it? Cause I can make a hell of a lot more money doing what I do. And I love taking advantage of those dumb thieves who think they're getting away with something seemingly every single day. So when you're dealing and look, I have enough animosity towards the MGMs and the DraftKings and the FanDuels. They do enough. They are con artists enough as it is. Whenever you get involved with an individual who's trying to do this, with a, with a unique sports better or a sports maker or a bookmaker who's offering you deals and comps and bonuses and all this stuff, know what you're getting yourself into. And if you let them know straight up from the beginning, hey, I'm a professional, I'm not going to be dicked around with, things will likely go a lot better, but you're also likely to be kicked out or banned or your limits lowered very soon as well. So, you know, I know there's a lot of those independent bookies who are popping up, and I wanted to make today's show about letting everyone know what to look for. If you're going to use one of those bookies, understand everything we talked about on today's podcast. That does it for today's show. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.